Oh, it's always about you, innit? God, <laughs> bloody hell. Honestly, tell us your life story, why don't you? <laughs> Hello, you're joining us for episode 49 of Pog'em Up. We've got our first Sega Saturn game, Burning Rangers, in the book club this month, plus Sports Story, XCOM, Goldeneye, and more. Episode 49 of the Podmark Podcast. My name is Ollie. I'm joined by Tibbs. Hello, Tibbs. I'm Tibbs. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am okay. <laughs> A bit robotic this month? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got uh, it's episode 49, nearly the big 5 0. Yeah. Just before that, we're going to talk about Burning Rangers this month uh, for the Sega Saturn. What have you been playing other than that this month, Frank? Well, it's going to put Burning Rangers in the shade a little bit, to be honest, because what I've been uh. playing, I've been playing something a little bit a little bit special. Oh, have you? Yeah. yeah. I've been playing f- 50 Cent Blood in the Sand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 Didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> no. Um, okay, what's, what's that then? Well, 50 Cent, the famous rap artist and performer. Yeah. He's over in the Middle East somewhere doing a show. Mm-hmm. He comes off stage. Everyone loved it. Everyone's having a great time. So he comes off stage, goes to get his money. The guy ain't got the money. So 50 Cent is obviously very aggrieved by this. <laughs> and <laughs> he demands payment. So the guy goes, well, listen, I ain't got your money, but I'll tell you what I have got. I've got this skull covered in diamonds. So you can have that if you want. So right. 50 Cent goes, you know, that's not what I agreed for, but, you know, I'm a fair man. I'll take the skull covered in diamonds. So he takes the skull covered in diamonds. He's making his way back to the airport, gets hijacked. Someone oh, nicks no. the skull, you know? Oh, you don't need that, do you? You don't need that. That's the last thing no. you want, you no. know? So he he then just goes on a, 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 you know, a campaign of violence and bloodshed to get his skull back. Um, and that's 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 it. That's 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 the game. That's all you need to know. What is yeah. this on? 
this is on. Uh, I played it on PlayStation Three. Um, okay. I'm not. I'm not going to blame Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand for this happening. Uh, but my PlayStation Three did that actually die after I finished the game. Oh, did it? Oh no, yeah. I just couldn't take it anymore. Yellow light of death. <laughs> Oh, no. It was it was too epic, I think, of anything. <laughs> couldn't couldn't handle it. Couldn't, couldn't handle just, a fifty cent. Couldn't keep up. So oh, no. yeah. So oh. you know, there we go. Um, yeah. I well, mean, at least at least it waited until. Did you say you finished it and then it? Died? I finished it. Oh yeah. Oh, at least yeah, it had it. it waited until you finished it. Yeah. You know, a story as epic as as that deserves to be finished. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 actually it's not a bad game. It's 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 daft. It's paper thin plot. Um, Was well, it like a third person just action game? A third person action game shooter. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, you just shoot everyone who pops up, yeah. and then that's it, really. What um what 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 um I say possessed you, but not I don't mean that. I mean what well what possessed all right what possessed you to play this in the first place. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Um, I, 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 I had it. I got, I got the disc of it, and I don't know where yeah. it came from. I, I probably got oh. it in, in like a, you know, when I, I, I did buy a, like a little stack of games, like five or ten games, off for a guy in work, hmm. and I think it might have been among that. So it's just on my shelf. I was like, why is that? Oh, I, I'm just going to put that in. I'll play it. And you ended up finishing it. I ended up finishing it. I mean, I, I think it, it only took about four hours to okay. prepare. You know, it's not right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've I've played worse things. Um, hmm. It doesn't take itself very seriously. No, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's something else. Um, yeah, so I played that. Um, okay. I've also played XCOM, Enemy Unknown. Right, yeah, I I hear about this game all the time. I don't really know much about it. I didn't know much about it. Either. I don't, again, I don't know what prompted me to play this. Um, hmm. It's a strategy game, um, which I don't usually play strategy game. I can't no, think of don't. A, I don't th- can't think of a single strategy game I played really. Maybe a bit of Command and Conquer back in the day, but yeah. I was well, you've rubbish done, at it. I know you've done Herzog's Vi on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, I was rubbish at that as well. Yeah. Um, and keeping up with that, I was rubbish at XCOM. Um, <laughs> but I finished it. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I finished it. I, I sort of restarted the game a few times, but hmm. basically, aliens come down to Earth. Um, you know, start acting up. Kidnapping people, abducting them, probing them, you know, the usual stuff. Uh, so XCOM is extraterrestrial command, and it's like a organization that all the countries of the world have got together and getting this this crack team of extraterrestrial commando exterminator guys to, you know, kick the aliens back into touch and send them packing. Yeah. And... You can't, yeah. You so it's sort of a turn-based strategy game. You you sort you got like a, a team of soldiers. You get like I think you start with um, four soldiers in a team, and as you progress through the game, you can expand that to six. And you've got like different classes. You've got like a heavy one um, who's just got all the heavy weapons. He's a bit bulkier, and a sniper and a medic, and you know you've got all the different classes. And you take turns. You move your characters around the map. The aliens make their moves. You make your moves. The aliens make their moves, hmm. um, and yeah, you 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 try and kill all the aliens. Um, it's quite good, quite good fun. Um, like I said, it's rubbish here because if you there's like there's a, a if you do poorly enough, 
um, some countries will withdraw their support from the XCOM project. Uh. And if you get more, I think it's... I think it's five or more, or six or more countries. If they pull out, then that's it. It's game over. Um, um, each country's got like a panic level. Um, oh. And as more alien attacks happen, the panic level goes up. Um, by help, you can do missions in that country as, as they crop up. And if you're successful, the panic level goes down a bit. And you can also reduce the panic levels by launching satellites over that country. Okay. It's a it's a good time. It's a good time. I I, I enjoyed it. Would um, you say it's a good one if you haven't played RTS games much? Yes, I, 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 okay. I, I would say so because, like I say, I haven't. I mean, Herzog's Eye was probably the, the the last time I played a strategy game, and I was terrible. Yeah, me at too. It. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm going into it as someone with absolutely you know practically no strategy game experience at all. Um, and yeah, like I say, it was frustrating at first. There was a, a bit of a steep learning curve, and I did restart the game probably three or four times until I really got in the swing of it and understood what was going on and started to to get the feel of the the different tactics and stuff you could use. But once it all clicked in place, um, yeah, it, it was fine. And I've actually picked up um, XCOM two now, so I'm starting yeah. to go starting to go through that. So that'll oh, be my, my next thing. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I quite fancy a, an RTS. I quite like the idea of it. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think RTS games, I tend to find, like I say, playing. I remember playing Command & Conquer, and there was another game called Zed with these little red robots. Um, I had a demo of it, and that was rock solid. That was so mm. difficult. I just so bad at it. Um, but I think the turn-based nature of this, rather than being real-time... Oh, it's turn-based. It's okay. turn-based, yeah. yeah. I um, think that, that sounds like it, it lays it out a bit more. Yeah, it's, more, it's a lot, lot easier to get into, and a lot easier to... You, you've got more time to sort of, you know, think, and you don't have to think on your feet as quickly as you well, would that's... with... That's what I struggled with when we did Herzog's Vi, and I I did have Command and Conquer on the Saturn actually, and I did play that quite a bit. But I did. It's like the stress of you know that they're building up their bases and like coming towards you. Yeah. And it's just that it's that sort of time factor where you've got to get everything ready in time and, and do everything right. And I always struggle with that. I always crack under the pressure of getting my men in the right places and all that sort of thing. So yeah. The turn exactly. based sounds a bit sounds a bit nicer. Yeah. Yeah, it is turn based. There's a, there's a couple of irritating sort of. Uh, things i suppose it just comes with the territory of of strategy games so like say um each uh soldier on your team uh, you can move twice per turn um so you can move a certain distance uh in a, a radius around your soldier uh, and that will count as one of your moves for that turn mm. or you can dash a little bit further and that will use up both your moves um or you can use an attack so you can if there's an enemy in range, you can fire your weapon at them or throw a grenade or something. Um, if you fire your weapon, uh, it will show you uh, the percentage, how likely it is you're going to hit them. Mm. So they could be a bit further away and it will say you've only got like a 23% chance of hitting them. So it's a case of, you know, do you want to take that chance and, you know, vanquish a potentially nasty little enemy who's going to cause problems for you but you know it's only got like a 23 percent chance of hitting um or do you play it safe and you know get to cover or something like that but sometimes you'll be in a situation where you've got like you're right next to the the enemy and it says you've got like a 87 percent chance of hitting them so you think oh that that's you know 87 percent chance yeah i'll take it and it misses 
mm. and it's so frustrating. <laughs> and there's other times where if uh, one of your team is killed or knocked unconscious or um, critically wounded, they, they can die or they can be critically wounded where they're basically out of the game and you've got like three or four turns to get to them and give them a med pack to sort of stabilize them and then yeah. you can, they stay, you know, they can pop up again on the next mission. Um, I've, I lost my train of thought there. What was I saying? I, uh, that's mental. I, I'm going to go mad. You have to get the meds to the guys before yeah, they what, what, go, what, I suppose. What the point? Why, yeah, well, why, why did I even... Yeah, I've lost your original I've lo- I've points. Lost right? it. I've lost it. <laughs> we could stop the recording and rewind and, and get it back recording. again. Stop now. Stop we'll it there. It <laughs> right, that's it. Uh, next, uh, podumup.live. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, what, what was I saying? Uh, oh, um... Uh, oh, I don't know. It's gone. Um, it's a good game. It's got aliens in it. You shoot them. Yeah, I think you've given it quite a good overview by the sounds yeah. of it. It sounds quite interesting. If I like ever see it on like a, de- a good deal or something, I might. Um, I might even have it already. Do you know? Um, I, I, probably... I had. Yeah, I had it already. I think I got it on Steam, uh, yeah. but it doesn't work very well with the Steam Deck. I found. Oh, okay. um, but I also had. I think it was one of the the games with gold on Xbox at some mm. point. So I had it in my. My Xbox library, and I definitely didn't buy it because it's not the sort of game I would buy. So it must have been on a, a Games of Gold thing at some point. I reckon I've got it on Epic Games at some point because they mm. do like a free game every week. I reckon I've picked it up on there. I'm sure yeah. I have. So Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, it's well worth giving a go. It's, mm. it's, it's quite a good time. Yeah, And I also played Spelunky. Oh, right, yeah. Cool. Um, have you played Spelunky? I've played it a bit, yeah. A long I'm time ago. I'm that as well. <laughs> I'm really bad at it. Really, yeah. really bad at it. Well, um, that was... Um, I played it when I didn't understand what a rogue-like was. Yes. Which is what it is, it really. Is, and yeah. I, I just hadn't encountered that sort of game before. And I just couldn't quite work out why I was dying and then all the level was different again. Yeah. Because it, like, <laughs> it sort of rearranges it. Um, it yeah, every time you play it, it's, it's um, procedurally generated. Proce- yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, and I, that kind of threw me, and I thought, well, what? this is a bit weird. <laughs> I, just, I, just couldn't, I just couldn't get my head around it, so I stopped playing. Um, it's, it's a fun little game, little platformer yeah. game. you just got to you know, pick up the treasure, get to the end of the level, basically. Um, mm. But there's all different traps and things in there. Um, I got through... I, I made it to the jungle level, which is... There's like the first. I think there's four stages per level. There's like the um. So you get the mines, which is the, the where you start, and you get like mine one, mine two, mine three, mine four, and then it went to the jungle level. Mm. Um, that's where I stopped. Um, I was just too bad at it. I was getting frustrated, but um, yeah, played mm. that. That's all I played. Okay, cool. Um, I've been doing a little bit of spending this month actually. Um, I shelled out for a new graphics card for my computer. Yeah, so I got an NVIDIA RTX 3060, if that means anything to anybody out there. Mm. Um, yeah, it's um, it's, a, it's a big bit of a step up. I had, what did I have before? A GTX 1050. And I think the, the first number is like the generation of it, I think, as far as I could work out. And then like the, the 60, it's like 50, 60, 70, 80, you know. So it's a sort of a mid-range, it's a good mid-range card at the moment. It can play... I, I, I'm led to believe it can play pretty much anything at 1080 at 60 frames per second, probably. Mm. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. so I've obviously I tried it on Sonic Frontiers. That runs beautifully now. It's um, you know, it's perfect. Red Dead Redemption 2, pretty much 60. It drops a bit actually. That does, but I think I think the settings are at full. I could always turn them down a bit, but I mean, it's fine. It's it's mm. beautiful, really. Um, so yeah, I had to get a new power supply for that just to to 
uh, support it, and I chucked in another uh, stick of RAM as well while I, while I had the PC open. So yeah, I've been doing a little bit of spending, yeah. but um, worth yeah, it, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, I'd say I would hope I would like to think it's kind of on par, roughly with a with a next gen console now, I suppose. As, I'd say probably, yeah, yeah, because I think the, the RTX ones are ray tracing. They also they're ray tracing, ray tracing, don't they? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not a fan of ray tracing, but you know, um, no, it's, it's good. Fair. Good if yeah. you got it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I thought why not? You know, I had um, I had a little bit of money uh, sort of coming unexpectedly, so I thought I'd blow it all on that. Basically, yeah. Um, I meant to do it at some point anyway. It was, it was something I was thinking about a lot, and it just just kind of happened. Really, it just found its way into my basket, but. <laughs> There you go. So yeah, I've been um, testing a few of the, the sort of the higher, the more demanding games on that lately. I've also been playing on the Switch. I've been playing a bit of Sports Story, which is the sequel to Golf Story. Oh, I never played Golf Story. It's one of these ones I always always went to pick up. But I never got yeah. into it. Well, it was like an early Switch sort of indie darling, wasn't it? Mm. You know, because kind of uh, quite early on before the Switch had a lot going on in its eShop. And it's still a Switch exclusive, and so is the sequel, actually, um, which is unusual, really. But Sports Story, um, it's I don't really like it as much, to be honest. I'm not getting on with it, and that is a kind of an opinion that is shared by a lot of people, unfortunately. Uh... It's kind of been in a bit of development hell for a while. It's supposed to come out in 2020. Um, it's finally come out. It came out on Christmas Eve, I think. It was sort of surprise. We knew it was coming December, and I was sort of waiting for it all December because I was quite looking forward to it. Mm. So it suddenly came out on Christmas Eve. So I downloaded it, but and it's, I think it's just it's just lost its way a bit. It's got 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 a bit confused about the structure of things. So Golf Story had a, sort of a mixture of top-down golf and RPG stuff. So you would kind of uh, wander around and talk to people and do like little fetch quests and things um but the golf was really fun uh, the story and the characters were great there's the essence of that still in sports story and sports story adds a load of other sports as well but i haven't hardly been able to play any of them yet i've been playing it for about two hours and i played like a bit of volleyball and that's about it like the rest of it is quite all these sort of fetch quests and they're just a bit i don't really know how to describe it but they're just they're not organized very well. Like I'm in this sort of large area, this sort of field kind of uh, country area, and there's various characters who've got different issues um, and you've got to solve them in the right order to progress. So if you solve one character's issue, that'll open up the door to solve another one. So you've got to do these things in a sequence. And the first one had a bit of that, but it wasn't too much. This just seems like quite bogged down in it so far. And I kind of just want to try out the sports, but I was looking at some reviews and they're saying it takes a while before you even get to these things that it's sort of promoting as that all the, you can do all these different sports in the game. Yeah. But you don't seem to get them until much later on. Much later on, yeah. And it just, there's something, it's, it is hard to put my finger on, but things just don't quite make sense. Like, you, you don't know why you're doing these tasks. I don't know why I'm in this field thing. I don't know why I've got to do these different things. Like, it's not well explained. Um, I was look, And I was looking, there's a story... Apparently, you can you can sort of glitch your way into this hidden room that isn't wasn't supposed to be that someone made but wasn't supposed to be accessible in the game, where um, you go into this room and there's like a development studio of, of people working on a game. It's like a parody of the game that they're working on, <laughs> and they're say, they're on the like development hell basically, and they're saying you know oh we could have launched released this game by now if we'd focused on the core features instead of adding new ones and things like that so these these characters are arguing with each other about getting the game done versus you know things going wrong and 
and all sorts of things and it, it lends a bit of insight into what might be going on behind the scenes yeah. that, that sort of led to the led to this happening really um it's a shame really when games get kind of get stuck in that state because you, yeah. you feel like they get to a point where they just have to release it whatever state it's in you can tell it's just lost its way a bit maybe too many cooks you know because it must be difficult to make a game especially a sequel quite often because... well yeah i mean like uh, like i say i haven't played golf store but i can see i can see where what well, i think i see well you know the idea behind sports story it's like okay well we did golf in the first one what mm. what can we do we, you know we can't just do golf again you yeah. know so you know i had a few more different sports in there and i can see how that could it starts as a good idea on paper, but I can see how that could easily balloon out into making a project a lot more difficult than, than you expect it to be when you embark on it. Yeah, and sort of deciding what to focus on in terms of the first few hours of gameplay. Like, I'm, I'm really sort of stuck in this sequence of fetch quests that I don't really want to do, that I just kind of want to get through this bit. And it's just, you know, you can see how uh, how they kind of got mixed up in all this, you know, how they, they kind of, I don't know how to describe it really, but... yeah. It's yeah, it's a shame because I was really looking forward to it. I was looking forward to just because I really enjoyed like the golfing in the first one. Because <clears throat> I'm not a big golfer, but I've been playing a lot of golf on that um, Switch Sports as well, which I talked about last month. Which you're still playing yeah, a lot. it's funny. I quite like golf games, but yeah. I, don't, I you know I can't. I couldn't. You couldn't pay me to watch golf on the telly. No, no, me neither. It seems quite boring, but yeah, but th- there's quite it's, it's just quite gameplay mechanics. Slow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. As game mechanics, they work quite well, and they work mm. really well in Golf Story. I really liked it, um, and I was hoping to do a bit, just a bit more of that, really. Even though there's all these other sports that I did want to try, um, but even the volleyball one that I tried briefly, which was sort of a side thing, you didn't even have to do it; just sort of there. And I found it really those mechanics really confusing. I couldn't work out how to play that at all, so I just sort of left that alone and hoped to find another sport, which I didn't. So it, 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 it strikes me that the, the, even the new sports themselves might not even be that good and well implemented. So. Yeah. Um, it's a shame because it's been getting quite sort of 50 60 percent reviews they're, they're saying that there's there's a good game under there it's just you know it's just not come out the way it should have done you know and it's it's actually even it's like a 2d top-down sprite based game right the switch shouldn't have any problems handling that and it's a no. switch exclusive as well so it's made for the switch yet it has these technical issues like you're lining up a shot because um well you do have when you're going around, um, you've got a golf, me- a basic golf mechanic. Like you can tee off anywhere, and you just hit your ball at, you know, like a bonus feature or something. When you're doing that and lining up the shot, you get like these frame rate drops and slow down and like these awkward uh, controls and things. And it's just that shouldn't be happening. I mean, not really. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it happened in the first one. It's the same mechanic, so I don't quite know what's happened there. No, I mean, if all all the you know the switch hardware is getting a bit bit long in the tooth now but i mean mm. 2d stuff is what it excels at really exactly yeah i like to play 2d games on the yeah. switch that's my preferred place to play them but it's just it's, i don't know what's happened there really and there's lots of little things like that just slight little things like when characters are talking and sometimes the camera jumps between them it jumps them very suddenly like like you you want like a little animation there to like a little sort of tween thing to go between them but no it just sort of jumps and it's a bit awkward and a bit off center sometimes and it's little little things like that that make me feel like this isn't fully baked yet even though you've had years yeah. and years on it it's just yeah it's a shame i don't really yeah, know it's something. a shame yeah yeah so i've been playing i don't think i'll play much more of it to be honest because i'm kind of just a bit stuck and a bit bored of it but i don't know i feel a bit guilty but you know i, I don't have time to waste playing games that aren't any good really so 
I might park it. I don't know. Yeah, I won't. Wouldn't blame you for that. Yeah, the only other thing I've been playing the last couple of evenings, which I've enjoyed much more, I've gone back to Star Fox Adventures. Oh right, okay. Which I've been emulating because before mm. I originally played it on the well, I played it on the Wii actually, but it's a GameCube game. Yeah. Um, and this was a few years ago. I picked it up right at the start of when I started collecting games as kind of a hobby, which was in about 2015. Um, and I was playing it on sort of regular doses for quite a while, and I got about 75% of the way through, and I sort of lost touch with it really i think when, when we moved house mainly i didn't, didn't sort of pick it up after that but i've always meant to get back to it and it's before i upgraded my pc it uh, emulated uh just about okay but there's a few frame rate drops but now it's it's working perfectly and it looks beautiful at 1080p so i've been playing it on that for the last couple of nights yeah. it's, it's great it's, i really love star fox adventures it's really good it's like a it's, a, it's not a star fox game it's a zelda game really like that zelda type game but it's um it's good fun, you know, the puzzles and things and going around talking to people and stuff. It's um... I never finished it. Um, I played it. It's not bad. You know, mm. it's, it's not bad at all. Um, I think people just... I don't know how good an idea it was. I think people would have would appreciate it more and would look back more fondly on it if it was just released as Dinosaur Planet exactly. and didn't yeah. have the Star Fox them. I think they kind of... It's a bit shoehorned into the Star Fox yeah. world, isn't it, really? Yeah. I can see maybe why they did it to yeah, increase sales, but maybe, it, I think yeah, it would but, have stood better as its own IP, really. Yeah, but. definitely, definitely. Because I think that you stick a name like Star Fox on there, it comes with sort of an expectation of what it's going to be. Yeah, and people didn't, you know, they didn't get that, and I think that's yeah, yeah. I think if it was, you know, in an alternate universe where it was released as Dinosaur Planet, then is yeah, mm. it's probably. You know, given a, a you know a bit more of a fair go by people, but yeah, I I, I enjoyed what I played of it. It's a you know, it's a great little game. Yeah, I think if you like Zelda games, it's not quite on that level, but it's good. It's a good way to spend your time. Really, it's well done. It looks great for a game. I think it was a GameCube launch title, or very soon after. I think the launch. it was very early. Yeah, but it looks amazing. It looks yeah. really good. Like it's got widescreen option as well, so it doesn't look out of date at all. Really, the graphics look great. Um, especially emulated at 1080p, but it's um, yeah, it's fantastic. Give it a try. I'd recommend it really. Um, but that's all I've got really. Um, oh. And I don't think I've really got any news. I don't know if you have. I don't think I've got any news really. Um, I'm sure there's been news happening in the world of of games, but I can't think of anything anything major that's popped up that we have to talk about. Uh, no, you haven't given that um, golden eye release uh, ago this weekend have you no i haven't no, no um, i haven't no because well i i will not I, I don't know if my nintendo online subscription no I, I don't know if that's renewed or not mm. um i don't know if it's still active or not if i because apparently it's free for, on the nintendo online thing isn't it it's for the for the primo level you know the the n64 and the oh is that the mega drive level yeah oh okay um, well, I thought because I, if you've got the rare replay on Xbox, um, there's a free update to that. Oh, okay, well, that's quite cool. But not if you bought the disc version. Ah, oh, that sucks. If you bought the digital version, you get the free upgrade. If you bought the disc version, well, nothing that, for you. Well, why is that then? That's I, stupid, isn't it? Yeah, I think Rare put a tweet out about it. Some some licensing malarkey, but I don't I don't understand what the licensing could be. It's the same game on a disc yeah. or that you download, but supposedly people are having issues with it anyway. Like this. yeah, yeah. I saw um, um, Modern Vintage Gamer did a video, um, sort of going over it, and it's 
yeah, it's, it could have been a lot better than it was. Apparently, it's it's all emulated, and the yeah. emulation is a you know, it's got problems in places. Well, there's two different versions. The the Switch and the Xbox are two different versions, I think, yeah. aren't they? And the Switch is the only one that has the online multiplayer, which I suppose is a is a selling point. But I mean, I I really like the the one that they made and didn't release a few years ago. I know. It's exactly what um, uh, Modern Vintage, Vintage Gamer was saying. Because mm. um, that one was ported from the original source code. It's no emulation. Yeah. You know, and mm. everyone kind of thought that that's what that that's would what form the get, base yeah. of the new one. But mm. they've just gone for emulation instead. I and think, it's, again, it was weird. There's all sorts of weird licensing issues. It's a miracle it's come out at all, really, to yeah, be honest. I never thought it would. But, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of things apparently that they couldn't do like they couldn't mess with it too much i read briefly somewhere so it's just a minefield really because it's you know a nintendo you know it was a nintendo game by a company that's now owned by microsoft (laughs) using the intellectual property from james bond and it's just i there must be so much legal stuff behind the scenes it's just unbelievable just nightmare so yeah it's a miracle it's 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 playable at all Mm. Okay, but no, I, I didn't pick it up. So. No, I'm I'm intrigued to find out what it's like, but I think, I think the, you know playing it online with your friends and stuff might. be Yeah, good, I but... think that's quite a good good idea if that works well. Mm. But um, I think they haven't done much with the controls. Like I think a lot of people are struggling with the the whole like you know the C buttons for like strafe left and right, didn't you? And um, they haven't really adapted that. I think there's a way around it that you can improve them, but I think they haven't quite adapted it to like modern t- twin stick you know shooter controls no but you know if you want to if you want to play the way it was intended uh you can always go online and buy one of the n64 controllers for the nintendo <laughs> switch uh currently going for about 225 dollars on ebay so um what really yeah what so they've stopped they stopped selling them i think they're properly just, and they've... i think they're just sold out and people are scalping uh, them like mad on ebay oh for god's sakes yeah, uh, Nintendo 64 Switch Online controller, $224.99, all best offer. And <laughs> makes you sick, the guy says 14 sold already. Yeah. He sold dear. 14. 14 of them. I mean, if you were that desperate for it, you'd have bought it in the first place, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, not only that, for that price, you could buy an N64 and four yeah. controllers and GoldenEye. <laughs> yes, you could. Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. I don't, I don't oh, get it. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like we should make up some news because I don't feel like we've had a, a long enough portion of the show. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's some there's some stuff at the end that uh, I need to... Dis- <laughs> this sounds really serious. It's not serious at all. There's oh. just some extra stuff coming at the end of the show after we talk about Burning Rangers, which will fill in any missing time, I think. So okay. I think, I think we can plough on. Okay, let's do it then. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Burning Rangers is our game. It's our first ever Sega Saturn game uh, that we're going to be talking about in the book club, and we're going to be talking about it right after the break. And the break is now. The break is now. The Video Game Book Club. Yes, sir. 
on this platform, so they're violated and get your back torn. Out of darkness, rise of justice, God to save lives, decide to strike this. talking about burning rangers today this was a game developed by sonic team published by sega and to this day it is a exclusive for the sega saturn it's released in february 1998 in japan may in the us and june in europe um prices are yeah might want to take a u-turn well um what i you could do what i did i can't tell you where uh-huh. uh because I don't want to get them in trouble, but if yeah. you do a little little bit of searching, you can get an, a very nice reproduction oh. um, for eight pounds fifty. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. wow! And it, it works ca- on the. What? Uh, no, you you, you need a, a a console capable of playing backups. Okay, yeah. Um, sure. But it's a very nice reproduction. It's got a nice printed, you know, printed oh. label directly printed on the disc, not like a paint, not, not like an inkjet bit of yeah. glued you know bit of print stick and glued it on a desk it's actually printed onto the desk nice box nice reproduction manual um oh, eight, okay £8.50 so that's a bargain isn't it yeah do a little search and uh yeah mm. you'll, you'll find some nice stuff there but yeah I I think that's a much more reasonable price I, yeah I mean compared to the, the 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 legit ones I mean in Europe um you're talking about 200 to 300 pounds at the moment yeah in um in Japan, you're only it's only about fifty pounds and up, but um it's all in Japanese it's obviously, all in Japanese. and you do you do need a bit of yeah you you might struggle a bit if it's, mm. if you don't know Japanese. In the US, oh oh dear, you're not in luck. The US because you have to pay up to a thousand pounds, as far as I could tell, for a US copy of Burning Rangers, which is absolutely insane. <sighs> I, honestly, I know we we this has become a running theme, but I hate what's happened to the used game market, it's especially dreadful, the retro isn't game it? market. It's just it's so it's sad. really disheartening. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? I mean, I think because the Saturn did even poorer in the US than it did here, really, yeah. didn't it? I think we did. I think we had it for a bit longer, really. I think the, the US didn't didn't care for it at all. I guess that's because the Mega Drive did a bit better here. Um, maybe yeah maybe i you, think sega had a bit more of a, a brand you know loyalty over a bit, here feels a bit more established here i think i've always thought because the nes wasn't as popular here because we had all the other 8-bit computers and things nintendo had less of a stranglehold in the uk anyway yeah yeah i mean yeah most people had the master system it, you know when i was in school everyone had the master system yeah. or the mega drive exactly. there was a couple of people who had a super nintendo but it was mostly sega 
Well, that's that was my that's my uh, experience as well. I mean, the, the master system was barely a thing in the US as well, was it? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's this thing in America where you know Nintendo is kind of a, a synonym for video games in general. You know, yeah. like old old people say, "Oh, he's been playing the Nintendo, even if it's a, a PlayStation <laughs> or something." That was kind of like Sega. Everyone's like, "Oh, you know, my my grandparents or my mum, oh, um, oh, he's playing the Sega, even if you know it's on the computer or something like that." You know, his Sega was was the synonym for. Video video games here i think so yes yeah. yeah exactly yeah and i had a i had i've mentioned many times before i had a saturn i had this game as well but i didn't have it when i had when i was you know using my saturn i, I bought it in about 2005 i think on ebay mm-hmm. and that was for about 25 quid so it's gone up you know yes <laughs> considerably what a thousand percent since then so <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, I know. So, you know, we shouldn't talk about games as investments, but as they go, no. I mean, that one's pretty. That's good not bad. Books. That's not a bad one. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> proud of that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to sell it though. I quite like it. It's just nice to have on the shelf and yeah. look at and things. So, if you don't know what this is, this is a, a largely non-violent 3D action game set in a futuristic Earth and surrounding space area. Uh, in which you play as a member of a team of firefighters called the Burning Rangers. Each of the four levels are set in a fire-ridden disaster zone where the player must rescue trapped citizens and put out fires while exploring corridors, led only by voice communication. Yes. Um, And just a little bit of background, the game was produced by Yuji Naka and directed by Naoto Ushima, co-creators of Sonic, as we all know, Um, and they wanted to create a game about rescuing people rather than killing enemies. And it uses the same engine as Knights, which I didn't know, actually. Um, and was among the final seven games released for the Saturn in America, which is which accounts for its incredibly high price. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So how did you um, how did you get on with this one? I liked it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it, it's a me thing. It's a me thing. Okay. The game's really good, and I'm not usually I'm I'm not usually fussy about frame rates and things like that okay but i find it a bit hard on the ice it's funny you should say that because i'm normally the one who has problems with uh games running a bit hard on the ice with their frame yeah. rates. but i was actually okay with this one weirdly um, yeah it's strange i think i think maybe you know if if i didn't i don't know if you if emulate because i know saturn emulations are still all uh, you know a bit hit and miss these days but i wondered if you know on an emulator maybe with the frame rate would smooth out a bit maybe the well i don't i did emulate this just because it was more convenient uh for me at the time but and I've I've played it on the Saturn relatively recently, and I haven't. I, I thought they were fairly like for like. Um, okay. I use the um, the Beetle Saturn core in RetroArch, which is uh, an adaptation of Mednafen. Men, Mednafen. Oh, uh, which m- is m- m- yeah. That one, which is quite supposed to be quite a fairly intensive but an accurate uh, Saturn emulator. So I didn't have the increased um, resolution which you can get in the Kronos one, which I tried briefly, and that looked amazing, but it was a bit more glitchy, so I stuck with the, the sort of the more true experience with the, the Mednafen. Um, but I I found the frame rate to be uh, not high, not 60, certainly. It was more like 25 or 30, I think, but it was I found it generally fairly consistent. There's some underwater bits, um, which I think it may have dropped a bit. It was hard to tell just because the, the action might have been a bit different, but I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't struggle with it as as much as i thought i might actually mm. yeah i mean it, it it's not a deal breaker but mm. i i 
I couldn't play it. I couldn't play it for long bursts. I had to. I had to sort of play a yeah. bit, stop a bit, play a bit, stop a bit. Yeah. Um. But the the core gameplay, I think, is really nice. It's really and uh, for the Saturn. I know the Saturn's got a reputation for not being quite as on par with the PlayStation. Um, but I think it's a really technically impressive game. Oh, it is. I think it's def- one of, if not the most technically impressive yeah. game on the Saturn. I think it's, it, you know, it's it's sort of on par with the PlayStation experience. I would say it's absolutely. Yeah. It's got some pretty amazing effects in there, and like the, the general atmosphere of all the levels is real. Was really impressive. Mm. Um, you know, you've got um, explosions, you've got transparency, you've got particles all over the place. Yeah, and yeah. It, the floors it, you know, collapsing. Floors and... collapsing. Things breaking away everything rumbling and shaking you know it really there's a real atmosphere that you really feel like you're in a disaster zone that's about to collapse at any minute you know and it's um it pushes the saturn to its limits you do get i think this is quite common in saturn games but you do get those sort of missing polygons every now and then especially yeah. around the edges of the screen which is a bit distracting if you're not used to them but you kind mm. of get used to them really. you get used to it yeah yeah it's things like when you get close to a door if you move the camera to a certain angle you can suddenly the door disappears and you can kind of see what's behind it. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of games from that era you get, that happens with loads of PlayStation games yeah, as well. Yeah, it does, you know, yeah. So. It's, it's, yes, it's not specific to the Saturn. No. I just feel like it happens a little bit more on that than the PlayStation maybe, but it's, yeah. It, I think when, when you, the thing about the Saturn is it's, they they weren't planning to make it a 3D console initially, and then they saw what Sony were doing, and they chucked a load of process and, and things yeah. to make it, <laughs> to sort of botch it into doing 3D. But only the most skilled technical engineers and all the people that had the documentation could get the most out of it, I think. And that's yeah. that's that's sort of one of the, the problem, main problems with it, really. But you know, this comes at near the end of the Saturn life cycle, and it's you know it's, it's pushed it possibly to its limits. We'll never know, really. But um, yeah, it's certainly there. Um, so yeah, the core sort of gameplay really is. Uh, so the there's four levels. There's the objective is to get to the end, obviously, and a story unfolds as you go through. You've got to save various people. You've got to. There's actually a boss at the end of each level as well, which is surprising given that it's quite sort of an anti yeah violent thing. But so there is a boss to sort of finish it off. But you got to fight. There's I I, th- I had the feeling that the levels were a lot bigger than they seemed when I was going through because you. You find these people that are uh, trapped, and you have to rescue them. But in the menu, there's a there's a log of everyone you save, and there's tons and tons of people there that I, I didn't save at the end. So yeah. they must be all hidden there somewhere. There must be like a lot more to these levels. And I did feel like sometimes I went down corridors and then went back, and then never went back down there again. So I thought, well, that's like an extra area, you know. So it's quite these these levels were quite elaborate in their design. I did find a when I was putting my notes together for this i did find a list of all the names and i've lost it now because some no, of the you? names yeah some <laughs> of the names are really odd um okay but yeah yeah i'll, I'll find it and I'll, I'll i'll interject with some funny names at some point but yeah, <laughs> yeah too, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the main hazard really is fire uh reminiscent of our wait this isn't the first firefighting game we've no, done actually not, is it no. the, the firemen from the, on the firemen. stairs way back in episode three i think it was um <laughs> I find it funny. It just makes me laugh. It's kind of like the different approach between the developers. Yeah. You know, yes. Like, um, you know, <laughs> our game. Where our game is called uh, the Fireman, and mm-hmm. you play as some firemen. Our game's Burning Rangers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two firemen called Pete and Dan, weren't they called, Pete or something and Pete like that? And Danny. <laughs> 
And then you've got these um, sort of futuristic <laughs> firefighters with their snazzy outfits and their like, you know, futuristic guns that put out the fire. <laughs> yeah, it's two very different approaches to fighting fire, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was... <laughs> I didn't really think about that, but yeah, you're right. So there's fire that come, bursts out, and it does this little noise. It goes when you and you have to listen to that, that noise. That's why you 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 really have to have audio on for this this yeah. game. It's it does enrich the experience a lot and makes it a lot easier. But so you need to listen to that this little sort of whistling noise. Uh, you need to jump back very quickly when you hear that because about a fire is about to burst out. You've got a little gun that um, puts out fires and things. And I think there was like a, a sort of a percentage meter. Um, and you need to keep putting out fires to keep the percentage down because if it goes high enough, explosions go off everywhere, I think. And I, I kind of lost lives. Yeah. And you've got to go around and find trapped survivors. When you put out fires, you get these little uh, red diamond collectibles and you need to use those to to sort of pay for the uh, the survivors to be teleported out. So that's kind of like the, the gameplay Loop, yeah, really. That's what accounts for a lot of what you're doing. Yeah, you got to earn the earn the crystals, gems, and is that, is it five per person? It varies. I think later on you do get uh, they do cost more. Yeah, the the sort of jumping mechanics were quite impressive. Really, they there is a bit of Sonic Team flair to them, isn't there? Like, yeah, it's not just a simple jump, a bit like um, what's it called, Vince from the Voodoo Vince from last time. It's mm. It's kind of like you can jump in all sorts of crazy directions. You can jump quite high and quite far. You've got these little boosters to sort of do a double and sometimes even triple jump, it felt like. It's, it's some, they can be a bit tricky to get the hang of. Certainly when you get to stage four, there was a really tricky platforming bit where I like fell down quite a lot. But it, in the most part, it, it controlled quite well, I thought. You know, I didn't I didn't have too many problems with it after a while anyway, after getting used to the, I was gonna say, the way yeah. it worked. Yeah, once you get used to it, I think. It, I don't know if it supports, because I don't have one, um, but the, the little analog controller. For oh, right, you don't. Oh, yeah, the Knights one. Yes, yeah. it does. Yes, it's ideal for that, really. I'm going to say, I think it could really do with analog control. I was just playing it with the, 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 the stock um, Saturn. Oh, yeah. Pad, so. Yeah, I think the analog would be a lot better. Mm. I just played it with my regular, obviously, Xbox controller, because I was emulating it. But certainly, if you've got an analog stick, yeah, I, I would say it's it's probably a must if it supports it. So. But that would be the way to go. Yeah, I think all games really support it um, because it just maps to the the buttons. I think I don't I can't think of a game that I've tried with where it doesn't work. But anyway, that's by the by. So you've got to find your way around these quite big levels, and there's no map, so you need to call on your sort of navigator lady, who's called Chris. And I found this quite quite accurate really because wherever you are you can just press the x button i think it is and she will tell you the direction to move and she will say go forward or go left and you know right a bit it's mostly accurate she sent me wrong a few times (laughs) yeah sometimes it was a bit it depends where you are but considering the this quite that's quite a difficult like to almost have like a gps thing like you know sat nav at that time for these levels i thought it would handle really well like i would be completely lost sometimes and i would call on her and she would and just go through there and go all oh, right okay so uh, that was quite an interesting thing to use that instead of a map it was really quite a quite a sort of immersive thing as well i thought like you really like, like in general you really felt like part of this team like you get you get their voices uh chopping in there's four members of the team you can choose between two of them you can choose this uh show and uh tillis uh, there's two like rookies in the team, and there's two other guys there who are. I've got their names here because one of them is definitely worth 
Brandman or something. Uh, yeah, hang on. Let me just. I've got loads of notes here. Let me just find it. Big so, Randman. Big Randman. No, it's. Oh, where is it? Oh, this is annoying. Um, okay, so yeah. So one of them is called Reed Phoenix. He's the kind of snarky one. It doesn't seem very nice, really. He's always kind of putting you down. Old Reed Phoenix. And then the other guy, the big guy, is called Big Landman. <laughs> 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 What should we call this guy? A big? He's big. Let's call him big. A uh, land man. <laughs> big landman. <laughs> yeah, not the only Sega character to be called big either, of course. No, big. no, of course. Yeah, big the cat. Yeah. Big the cat. Um, yes, so they're all sort of chiming in and they're kind of saying, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're in there as well somewhere. Sometimes you bump into them and they're doing their thing and they're going down a different route, saving some people there, do, fighting off something else. Um, and they're kind of keeping you updated and you really feel like part of a team that's kind of attacking this problem and trying to solve it and trying to get these people out the voice acting was quite good for the era I thought as well yeah yeah, it's not bad at all. On Wikipedia, they sort of summarise some old reviews. Some people were complaining about it at the time, but I think, especially when you consider the next game that, say, the Sonic team put out is Sonic Adventure (laughs) the voice acting is much better than that (laughs) in this, I think (laughs) so it is good, I liked it I thought it was all right. Yeah. Um, you know, considering how voice heavy it is, you know, um, it's good. Did you get any? Because it ranks you on how well you do on yeah. each on each level. Did you manage to get any S ranks? No, I didn't get. I didn't no. go anywhere near an S. I don't no. think. No, no, no. I think it's one of those things because it's not. It's not a long game. I got to the end, and it only took me about two to three hours, I think. And there's only four stages, and they take. Know, 45 minutes each say up yeah to that, but yeah half that, an hour yeah. um and you do get a ranking at the end a bit like knights um and i never got a good ranking in knights either <laughs> no me neither knights is a whole different beast you've got to do all sorts of crazy things to get a good ranking in that um but it yes but it does have that replayability i suppose i mean the levels aren't exactly pick up you know just to have a short burst on them but if you've got the time and commitment, you could go around saving lots of other people by the look of it and finding different ways. I feel like there was a lot more to the game that I didn't explore. Um, and also because you've got two different characters to play as and they have different dialogue throughout. I'm guessing you get different, almost a different sort of story depending on who you pick, yeah. I guess. It seemed yeah, that probably. way to me. Because I sort of alternated between them depending on uh, what level I was doing just to, just to balance them out. Really, They play exactly the same. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, sort of story-wise, I think it, it probably uh, changes. Uh, right, hang on. I've found the survivor list. Okay, uh, go on. Prince Lemon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Prince Lemon is on there. Mm. Uh, Brown Epstein. <laughs> um, uh, who else have we got here? Oh, Yuji Naka. That's oh, Yuji Naka's got to yeah. be in there. He's, he's got to have his little cameo in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else have we got? Uh, do, 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 do. There was some. There was some other funny ones on there. John Sweet. Uh, nice yeah, it's just some. Just a, it's a funny list in there. Betty Forrest. Betty Forrest. That's a Betty good name. Betty Forrest. Isn't it? Betty Forrest. Yeah, I like these names. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, and they also send you emails at the end, don't they? Yeah, they, yeah, they when do. You've, yeah. Um, when you've survived, when you've saved them, you go back to the menu screen. And you say, oh, you got some new emails. And they send you an email saying, oh, thanks for saving me. That was yeah, great. Cheers, I, I want to be just like you as a Burning Ranger, you know. It's, yeah. It's quite nice, actually. I thought it was quite, quite a nice little touch. Just makes you feel a bit more heroic. heroic. Yeah. Yeah. 
got some anime cutscenes. Well, uh, yeah, cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. Cut uh, between between the levels, you know, it's sort of like you know, it makes you think it w- would work quite well as a TV show. I think really, it just looks quite good. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, I think because I think there's a there's a mileage to it to make another game or a remaster or a sequel or a reinterpretation of it these days. I think. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't. I, no, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be like the negative guy all the time. But I, it's just, I'm going to end up putting the boot into Sega again. Yeah, it's I just thought another, you might. It's just another one of these franchises that have just been left. It's, yes, you know, it is. It is. Why? I'd love, I would. I mean, as much as I, I am a Sonic fan and I love Sonic games, I would love Sonic Team to have a crack at something else. Yeah, for like sure. Like they used to, because this, this, their output here, sort of between, sort of the, um, in that sort of decade, the the second half of the nineties and the first half of the noughties, where they were putting out these occasional other games. Um, they're they're all really good, really inventive. Um, yeah. and they all had a similar sort of style to them, didn't they? Like that sort of uh, Sonic esque kind of athleticism about them. Well, yeah, and you know, I could see an argument for things like, you know, say Panzer Dragoon Saga is the other sort of big Saturn game that's never mm. never found its way elsewhere. Yeah. You know, and I, I could see an argument for, because I don't know if Sega, is that a first party Sega title? Um, I think it is. Um, I don't know, because Panzer Dragoon that has, has been remade, the first one. But the first it, one. Has, Sega yeah. doesn't seem to be involved in that. It seems, it doesn't have their name in any of the opening credits or... Well, let's let's say for the sake of argument that Sega own the IP for Panzer Dragoon Saga, and it's this game that everyone talks about that's only on the Saturn, it's never got a release. I could see an argument for them not wanting to do that because it would be too niche and, you know, mm. it's going to be a hard sell for people. I don't think Burning Rangers would be. I think no. that you could release Burning Rangers as it is now, you know, on just like a classic re-release on uh, the Switch, for instance, yeah. or you know the the uh, Xbox Live Store, that kind of thing. I think it would do well. I you wouldn't, and it's 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 got so much potential for a sequel. Mm. I really don't know why it's been left on the shelf. Yeah, like the characters are likable. Yeah. They look they look really cool. They've got these sort of out the color coded outfits um very futuristic very kind of it's got a, quite a nice message about kind of you know saving people and kind of almost kind of an environmental theme as well in there somewhere i thought maybe i'm just making that up i mean certainly things you know you could adapt these and work these work on these if you wanted to you know, embellish it and expand it into a, a proper new game definitely um, or taking it a different direction, but it's there's so much there, really. You know, yeah. I can't think of many other games that are quite like this. No, this, have this flavour to them. Um, and it is a shame that it's just sort of been sitting there, not even being ported. Not even you know, ported, you know, and, any... and ludicrously expensive as well. You know, it's, if there's a, if there's a game that needs to be uh, brought back into modern consoles, it's, it's this one really because it's so hard to get. Otherwise, it's, yeah, exactly. It's it's hard to get hold of. And you know, imagine a sequel where you ha- you could do like a co-op thing where you know you like a, a massive building on fire, and oh, yeah. you're you're at mm. different. You know, I'm at one end of the building, you're at the other end of the building, and we yeah. have to sort of coordinate our strategy over the. You know, there's so much you. Can that would do be cool. It. That's a yeah. great idea. Yeah, yeah. Come That'd on, very Sega. good. Yeah, come, come on. on, you can do it. Yeah, come on. I mean, they've done it with Knights a little while ago. Yeah, fair, well, Knights it's... has had a couple of... Re- you know, they had yeah. a, um, they did like a, a graphical update on the PlayStation 2. They did it on Xbox Live. You can get on mm-hmm. on Steam now, cheap as chips, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's... And they had, the, yeah, the, the sequel on the Wii. The sequel, uh, yeah. So they can do it. 
Yeah, they can do it if they pull their finger out and they, you know, they can do it. I mean, there's there's a lot of love for these other Sonic Team games as well, you know, um, because it's obviously made by that development team. There's a lot of interest in it, a lot of um, yeah. And even if people haven't heard of it, it's the kind of game that they, I think, they'd, anyone would could enjoy, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's, I just... it's no Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's still good. <laughs> I just wish they take a chance on things now and then, yeah. you know, like with, it's all it's always the same sort of stuff, and I just I just love them to. You know, yeah, it's, just... it's it's like we said with um, uh, Game Freak when we played yeah. Tembo. You know, yeah. there's obviously so much untapped creativity there. Mm. You know, they they've sort of fallen into this this treadmill of just putting out Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. Oh yeah, it'd be yeah. really nice to just see them. Um, you know, bust out and do like uh, was it? They did Drill Dozer as well, didn't they? Yeah, that was um, Game Freak. Yeah, yeah, mm. Drill Dozer, Tembo. Just do more things. Yeah, do more things. All companies, all development studios, just just do more things. Do more things. Do more things, or give the IP to someone who is prepared to do more things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. Um, we had a couple of comments on the game. So this is from at memory underscore fallen, who calls who is uh, is a Burning Rangers account. Someone who likes Burning Rangers. Uh, he said the Survivor emails were always my favourite. And he says, also, check out the new beta that resurfaced this weekend. Oh, yeah. And I think, uh, looking into his tweets, I think the he, uh, I'm sorry, I'm assuming it's a he, it might not be a he, but this person has, uh, I think they are the one who has found the prototype and oh, really? given it to Hidden Palace. I think they released it on um, at the end of last year or the beginning of this year. Um, and it's got like a, a prototype two-player versus mode and a co-op mode in it. Oh, cool! Really yeah, I, I saw the tweets going around about it um, from Hidden Palace, um, yeah. but I, I I didn't get around to checking it out. But I no, I haven't it, checked yeah. it out either. But it is, um, yeah, it's interesting. I, but um, I was looking at some of some of their notes on it, and um, uh, they say you can they can you can see why it wasn't included in the final one. It's just a bit sort of choppy and a bit underdone. I think it's quite a late beta so you can see why they took it out but all that stuff is really it's, it's always interesting to see, oh i love how, stuff like that yeah yeah so that's that's there and it's in hidden palace i think somewhere um and friend of the show webster got on this and said he was very excited about this he says hell yes the sega saturn can't do 3d the sega saturn can't do transparencies the sega saturn can't play burning rangers and then tell me what the sega saturn supposedly cannot do so he's very passionate about this uh this game, oh, someone, Riley, yeah, rightly so. As someone well. did. Someone did respond saying, "Sell well," <laughs> uh, which, uh, yeah, it's a bit. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, right, fair enough, yeah. they're not wrong. They're not wrong, but you know, it's well, cheap I mean, shot. It did all right in Japan. It did all right in Japan. Yeah, that was the only yeah. place it was successful. Yeah. But, yeah. I still love it. I still love it. It's, oh, it, it's, a, it's a little underdog. It is. I mean, because I because I love the Mega Drive. It was just the natural thing to get a Saturn for me. I didn't even consider getting a PlayStation at the time. It was just like, why wouldn't you get a Saturn if you're if you're a Mega Drive fan? So I just got it, you know. And, and that's unfortunately not enough people felt <laughs> thought that way. No. But it's <laughs> you know, at the time they felt like there was a brief shining moment when they were both first came out that it just felt like Sega Saturn was was it. I think it's what you touched on earlier, really. uh, Sega didn't really... They were asleep at the wheel a bit and sort of missed the whole, you know, the the imminent arrival of 3D gaming. Oh, yeah. You know, they just didn't anticipate that being a thing at all and they were building it all for 2D and then suddenly had to pivot and 
try and make something 3D and they just couldn't they just no. couldn't compete with what the other guys were doing. No, it's well documented all their sort of mistakes. Yeah. One, after the sort of success of the Mega Drive and Sonic and everything, they sort of went a bit crazy with all the different consoles the 32X and Mega CD uh, as well as the Saturn and it's just kind of they lost a bit of control and did things a bit weird and the, and the left hand wasn't talking to the right hand in terms of the US and Japan and all sorts of issues yeah. so you can see why it didn't pan out you know when Sony were bringing this you know behemoth uh, to fight them really but yeah there's um you can look into that. There's all sorts of stuff out there about that. Yeah. Um, I would say it's also, before we move on, it's also worth uh, shouting out to Andrea Scholl. It's at Andrea Scholl 09. Uh, I've talked about this before. I think it was an incoming indie. He's recreated the first level of this uh, with modern graphics and everything. It looks absolutely incredible. Um, it's that one where you need the disc or you need a, you know, an ISO oh, of yeah, it to, yeah, yeah. To, to run it. Um, to to sort of legally do it, it takes that data somehow. It's very clever, mm. and they've done. The, he's done this with a, a few other Saturn games as well. It's like uh, I think like Christmas Nights he was doing it as well, and um, one of the Shining games maybe. It's like taking the the source material from these games and just you know upping the resolution and the effects and the models and things and just making it look really really and just gives you a glimpse of what it might look like if they if they could bother to do this now you know Sega just hire just hire just, him just hire no that's what i said at the time just hire him hire him and he'll do it i'm sure i'm speaking for him i don't know if he'll yeah. do it but i'm sure he can come to an arrangement <laughs> <laughs> just tell him ollie said you're up for it mate yeah so, said, <laughs> so i hear you're up for this so i listen to a podcast they say you're a, you're up for doing a whole entire game <laughs> You know the Podma podcast. Who? <laughs> They're pretty big, big cheeses in the world of uh, podcasts. I'm surprised. Kind of a big them. deal, you know. Kind of a big deal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, but uh, any closing comments you want to make about the game? No, I. I, I, I think yeah, we've kind I, of said everything. I think we've. I think we said it all. It is. It's very good. Um, yeah. Uh, if you buy it. There's not a single person in the world that would judge you for buying a reproduction version. No. Do that or do it in any way you see fit. Frankly. Yes. I, I see. If Sega, until Sega are prepared to to um, offer it for money, I think you should just do whatever you need to to get it because um, it is worth a, definitely worth a play. Obviously, you have to adjust your modern expectations of, of how a game from that era runs on the Saturn, but it's, it's perfectly playable. Once you do that, it's perfectly playable. It's, it doesn't have any other issues beyond that really and it's just you know it's good it's yeah. good fun it's yeah good. very very good Right, so next month is the big 50th episode, tips, isn't it? It is. I know, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. That's mad. So next month we are doing, we don't yet know the game that we're going to do. We're going to decide that now. It's going to be a sequel to a game that we've already done in the podcast. So what we're going to do is, Tibbs has going to, got two picks ready. I've got two picks ready. What I'm going to do, Tibbs, is I'm going to randomise their order give them a, a, num a random number between one two three and four okay you are going to say 
a random number, one, two, three, or four, at the same time as me giving you the list through our little chat thing, so that we can fairly, you fairly pick a, otherwise you could just say a random number and I'll just tell you a game that I want to play. <laughs> so, can, I thought I, I thought this I, was the fairest way of doing it. Go on. Can I suggest an alternative? Okay, go on. Uh, could you go to wheelrandom.com? Oh, right, yeah. Uh, it's just like a spinny, like a... Do you ever watch Wheel of the Worst? No. Okay, we should, that's good. Um, but it's you, you put in the options, it spins the wheel, goes click, 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 oh, click, okay. click, and it'll stop at one. Yeah. And we could just put the the, the games in that, spin the wheel, and oh, let's, I see, like this. let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah, for some reason I didn't think of this doing this high-tech way. I thought I'd just do, just write them down and get you to pick a number. But yeah, we could do that. That's not a problem. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Well, why don't you fire off? Actually, we know the first pick, don't we? Yeah. Go on, what is it? Overblood 2. Overblood 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I thought about doing that, but I thought Tibbs isn't going to want to play that. <laughs> Yes. So Overblood, if you don't if you didn't catch it, I think it was in I don't know the number, but it was when we did the two bad games, wasn't yeah. it? Um and that was your pick then for a bad game. And it was um I thought it was alright actually. It's, it's alright. It's alright. I, th- I don't I I almost completed it, so it must have been doing something <laughs> right. Um it's kind of like a um uh what's it called? Survival horror. horror. Survival horror, yeah. Yeah, survival horror. Um, but the sequel, I think you said it was completely set in a completely different story anyway, wasn't it? Like a yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's a different kettle of fish. But, um... Different kettle of fish. Anyway, so that's in there. Yep. Uh, my first pick is going to be Jet Set Radio Future. Okay. Um, because when we played Jet Set Radio, I liked it. I liked a lot of things about it, but there was just some mechanics that I didn't quite like. And I think I remember you saying that the, the sequel kind of does away with the bits that I didn't yeah. like, yeah. so I've always wanted to try it. I haven't got got round to it, so um, I'm putting that in. Okay, good choice. Yeah. So your second pick? Uh, it's Medieval Two. Oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, so <laughs> I can't believe you've picked that. So Medieval is a game that you enjoyed, but I didn't. Um, I can, I've perhaps a bit unfair to it, because I can see that it's a good game underneath. I just didn't get on with it at the, that particular time. I just found it really frustrating and really yeah. difficult. Um, yeah. I, but I, I'm prepared to give this take sequel a chance. Maybe it, um, it improves things in that regard. I don't know. Okay. All right. So that's your second pick. <laughs> Yes. What's your second pick? Well, my second pick, I've gone for quite something quite grand here. Oh. So this is, it's not a sequel as such, but it is kind of in all but name, really. Mm. It's a game that we both really enjoyed, one of our favourite games. Mm. It's in two parts. We're going to, we could be playing Deltarune, chapter one and two. Oh, okay. I thought that would be kind of befitting of episode 50, maybe. Um, and I haven't played... I've played a bit of chapter one, actually, but I sort of parked it there, and I thought it would be interesting to play, <laughs> imagine, play that. Imagine if we end up with Overblood 2 and Medieval 2 instead of Deltarune and Chesser Radio. <laughs> well, we're only going to... I would say we're only going to be doing one of them. Oh, really? We won't do, do, t- we okay. won't do two of them, because that's... Uh, yeah, I think we'll just... Unless you want... Well, 
Do you think well, it depends what they are? I suppose. Well, but well, I mean, okay, let's say let's let's see what the wheel gives us first, then we can decide. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. So right. I'm going to um, right. I've got those three written out. I just need to add your other ones, which was uh, medieval two. Right. I'm going to take these. I'm going to put them in the wheel. Okay. Right. I'm going to spin. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Click to spin. Oh, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going. Oh, what? it just missed Medieval 2. Oh. And it landed. Hang on, tell you what, I'll take a screenshot and send it to you. Because I just want your reaction when you see it. Okay. Um, oh, typical. What's going on? Hang on, bear with me. It's so annoying when Photoshop free freezes like yeah, that when you're trying well, to doctor the picture, doesn't it? I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just tell you, okay? okay? I'll tell you what it's landed on. Yep. It's landed on Overblood 2. Oh! <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> it just missed Medieval 2 by a whisker, and it landed on Overblood 2. Okay. So the game... <laughs> well, that's, that feels appropriate for the episode 50 actually yeah. I think so the game we will be playing next month we will be turn returning to the <laughs> wonderful world of Overblood 2 Overblood oh, yes. with Overblood 2 what was, that, what was that robot's name? Peepo? Peepo Peepo? are you still there? something like that wasn't it? Peepo oh yeah Peepo you can make it Peepo self-diagnose <laughs> okay well, so that's um, that's going to be a good one Overblood 2 let's do it People, is that all you can say? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. okay. Cool. So yeah, that's sorted out. Um, I think we'll just do that one. Should we? Should do you want to do another one? I mean, I mean, I don't think we can fit that in and say Delta Rune. Um, do you know what I reckon? We I reckon Delta Rune is very is pretty short. Okay. I reckon. Let's 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 do another spin. Do another spin, and okay. then we'll see how we get on with Overblood Two. And we've, you know, we we've got a backup plan if if we if we struggle if we okay. struggle to get enough content out of it. All right, so here we go. I'm spinning again. Okay. I've taken that one out. It's going to land on medieval. No, Come it's on. landed on Jet Set Radio Future. Oh, nice. Okay. I think we can fit those two. I yeah, it might take us a little bit longer than <laughs> might take us a little bit longer than um, normal, but we can do that. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon we could do that. I mean, we yeah, we we've done a, two games in a show before. Yeah. So in fact, we did the first Overblood in, alongside um, <laughs> Rise of the Robots. Oh yes, didn't we? We, <laughs> yeah, we did. You're right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and you know, two two uh, you know double bill for uh, the fiftieth show. Yeah, yeah, why not? Let's do that. Okay, let's, do, let's it. do it. Yeah, sequels. Sequels special. Overblood 2 and Jet Set Radio Future. That sounds like a show to me. Oh, that sounds like a show to me. Okay, cool. I'm glad we sorted that out. So, um, before I get to the socials, as they call it, as the kids are calling it, uh, remember last month I put out uh, a thing saying, come and email me and I'll give you a game and that stuff. Oh, yeah. We had one email. Oh! We had one email from a lovely person. I think it's a, I think it's a male. I think, but yes, a lovely person. Um, we've actually had an email from him before, 
a very, very long time ago, I read. This is from Rom, okay? So it says, hello there. I've been listening religiously since the first episode. I listen on the Overcast app for iOS and I love the show. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ollie is Liquid Shade or something like that from back in the day and runs the Sonic Zone Zero site. Yes, that is correct. That is my site. Um, you never talk about it. <laughs> no, you don't, actually. I don't yeah. talk about it. No, it's just because it doesn't come up, really. Do you know, it's mental. I remember you. I remember, like, we were used to chat on MSN Messenger. And I remember you saying to me yeah. one night, like, oh, I, I want to do a, a Sonic the Hedgehog site. And it's yeah. all going to be, like, you know, um, all about, like, the design of the levels and a, a breakdown of all the different themes and stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, th- I I remember you... And you thought, that's never going to happen. He's never going to do that. Never going to do that. <laughs> yeah, good one, mate. Good one, mate. Never going to happen. But yeah, no, whatever. no. Yeah, it's... Um... It, it turned into, like, you know, quite a success. Really. Yeah, it was it was all right. Yeah, I haven't done anything on it in about ten years, but it's still there. It's still going. If you want to go, I've see seen it, like YouTube videos recently, like like within the last year that have used um, like the maps and stuff, and oh, it says really? you know credit um, Sonic Zone Zero and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I have seen them pop up. They even uh, Retro Gamer even featured one for um, I think that was that was in Sonic's twentieth anniversary. So they put a map of Green Hill on there and i sent them one without and the annotations on and everything and they credited me for that at the same time games master just took one and didn't didn't, <laughs> didn't credit me or didn't ask me <laughs> so yeah they got the, the the less appropriate one for print um <clears throat> but yeah so that yeah that was my uh website it's um i cover sonic one two three and knuckles and sonic cd and i've done like maps and complete level guides and things like that so that's at soniczone0.com if you ever wanted to go and check it out yeah I actually used that when I was um, playing through Sonic Origins to find all the oh, the, cool. the, the, the big rings. Um, yes, when I was to yes, it certainly comes in handy for that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yes, whenever there's like, I think when when Sonic Mania happened and when Sonic Origins happened and whenever there was like a re-release, I would see a spike in the hits. Mm. So um, where was I? So you were reading you never, the lovely email. T- I was, yeah. Never talk about it. Maybe because you don't want to update it. <laughs> it's, it's true. I don't <laughs> yeah, really want. I, t- I don't really want to update it anymore. I just number. kind of. He has to, does have my number. I did plan to do like every game at one point, but I just kind of it got a bit intense, and I wanted to do some of the other stuff. But I'm still pretty proud of it. It's, it's probably you know one of my most successful, well, my most successful project, I suppose. Apart other from this, po- apart from this show, say, of course. Other, other than Podum Up, apart from Podum Up. Sorry about that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's understandable or maybe i'm completely off base on the matter in that case never mind <laughs> so no it's fine don't worry about it i don't mind talking about it at all i love the show and hope you will keep it going for a long time we, we i think we intend to too don't we, we? Yeah, not, well, you think you're not you're not to. planning on dropping off in the next couple of episodes are you well no not, not planning no. to no. oh good well me neither so that's good um if i had a request it would be to include your personal lives a little more i know ollie has a daughter alice and she enjoys some games with you which games does she like the most are ollie and tibbs both married uh, I assume he means not to each other. Um, what do you guys do for work? A personal touch would, could lend a tiny bit of perspective. Nothing too personal, of course. The internet is full of weirdos. <laughs> Cheers, mates. I oh, don't want to hear anything personal about me. I'm dull as dishwater. <laughs> <you know? laughs> reset passwords for a living. You don't want to hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> IT, IT service desk. You don't need... Yeah. <laughs> the, if you imagine the bottom rung of the IT ladder, I'm a couple of steps just below that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. We'd best not go down the Tibbs alley, no. Jeez. But 
Well, that's. I mean, I think these are all things that we've discussed on the show before. But uh, yeah, to say, well, you're you're so you work in IT. You know, do, you're not yeah. you're not married, but you do have a girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, anything else you want to share? Um. You don't have to. It's perfectly fine. It's not that I don't want to. It's just I, I'm I'm really quite a dull person. Um, I I do a lot like games. Um, <laughs> oh I, really? I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah, I do like games. Um, I've just been getting we starting to sort of dabble with board games as well oh, at the okay, moment. Cool. Yeah. Um, got this board game called Calico, and you got you got to make a nice quilt for cats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you. you <laughs> got, <laughs> like each player's, each player's got like these these um, different parts of a patchwork quilt. You've got to place them down, and you've got to attract as many cats as you can to your part of the quilt. Um, and there's all different. Like each cat's got its own preferences. So like some cats will only like a, a pink bit of thing if it's next to two other pink bits of patchwork. So it's ah. you know there's a lot of strategy there as well. You know it's a thinking man's game. That sounds quite good. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, what else? Oh, I collect pogs. Do you? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I do. Mm. I still collect pogs. Um, How many pogs have you got? Um, I got quite. I got quite a few pogs. I got all all of the um, the series one to uh, Pog the World Tour, which was series three. I got yeah. the, the Space Precinct pogs, the Jerry Anderson Space Precinct pogs. Oh, okay. Um, I got the Pog the game, the the series of um, Pog the game. Like I say, I'm dull as dishwater, really. I mean, this is really not much. Much. Oh, that's quite know. interesting. I didn't know these things about you actually. No, it's news no, to they, me. No, you go. Well, you know, it's personal. You know, you don't go yeah. talking about your pod collection to to all and to sundry. Any, any Tom, Dick, or Harry, yeah. You yeah. you got you got to know someone pretty. You got to be got to be pretty tight with someone before you admit something like that. Mm. Um, yeah. But okay. no, I, I I don't I don't specifically avoid talking about anything personal. I think it just doesn't no. doesn't really just doesn't come up. Sometimes, it doesn't come up too often. I think probably because we've known each other for a while since school, so. Yeah. It's kind of we know a lot about each other anyway, really. So I guess it's kind mm. of yeah. It's it doesn't of, come it's, up. It yeah, it doesn't come up because we already we already know a fair bit about each other. So I, I've never really thought about you know anyone else being that interested in in what I get up to, really. But um, yeah, yeah I, cool. I, I can certainly yeah we we'll certainly take that on board. If there's there's things that crop up to to give you a bit of a personal perspective, then yeah. yeah. We'll try and bear that in mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so in answer to, to my side of things, so uh, what do you say? I know Ollie has a daughter, Alice, and she enjoys some games with you. Which games oh, does she like the most? It's always about you, and it? God, <laughs> bloody hell. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> tell us your life story, why don't you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no, I just carry on. <laughs> okay. You sure? I don't want yeah. to hog the limelight. No, no, no. So, so, so Alice um, is enjoying a lot of uh, Switch sports still. Um, I keep, I, I keep having to like give her another month's another month's membership of the the Nintendo Online thing just so she can get the like um, you get like various costumes and things when you play when you play these games you you sort uh, of right. get a little bar and you get a new costume and things and you can only do that really uh, you can do a little bit without it but you can only really do it properly with the uh, Nintendo Switch account which I keep having to top up to her because she still likes playing the game and they do, they do new costumes every week so it's an ongoing thing still but it's um yeah we love that game it's really good we all play that um she also likes Disney Dreamlight Valley as does my wife um have you seen this I've seen it yeah I've not played it yeah it's it's the buggiest game I've ever seen <laughs> 
it really is i think it's people like it and it you know it fills that niche if you're into that sort of thing if you're yeah it's a kind of a girls game really i don't want to stereotype it but it is is it like a, like an mmo type thing or like a it's not online um it's although it does keep getting like new content added all the time it's supposed to still be in early access but it's kind of on the switch and everything you know um and you just kind of wander around you kind of build this little it's a bit like a cross between animal crossing and um like a farming simulator kind of thing um it's got elements of that all those kind of currently popular genres and things and they both like play on that there's there's like quests and things you meet various disney characters and you bring them back to your little town and things like that so she quite likes that that's good yeah i mean she really likes game i'm really sort of proud of her from that perspective because we we play games a lot and she likes finding games and, and getting into them you know she she knows how to work all the controls and the menus and things um and it's uh it's great to see really uh, yeah well, she's been doing it from quite a young age so she's just immersed in that sort of gaming world gaming's perfectly normal to her yeah well i sent you for oh, oh um over christmas i sent you a couple of games on steam yes you um, did very thank you very much for doing oh, no, that's that, right. that's, i wasn't, that's I wasn't saying it to, to elicit the, generous elicit the thanks <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the purpose um but uh, one of the games I I picked was um, Untitled Goose Game because I I thought it might yeah. be a game that because you could do two player with that and I did sort of imagine you and Alice sort of being geese. Yes, Out we of context, need to get that would sound like a very odd sentence. Being geese. But... <laughs> yes, we need. Yes, we do need to get around to doing that. Actually, I did. Um, I did mean to. I haven't done that yet, but we will do that. Yes, definitely. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, yeah, I because I, I know she, you know, she she likes watching you play the games and she likes playing the games. So I thought yes, I'd try and pick I think, something that you can sort of do together, kind of thing. I think yes, definitely. I think she will enjoy doing that. I reckon mm. she would she would enjoy being a goose. So definitely, yeah, we need to get around to that. I just I did think that as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, I bet we'll enjoy that. And it kind of slipped my mind, I must admit. But um, yeah, we will get back get back to doing that. Thank you for reminding me, actually. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, what do I do for what I make uh, games? for kids on uh, like apps and things so i work with uh, for a company that works with like the bbc and disney and sky and various companies like that that have brands and they they usually well we do lots of other things as well but uh typically they will have a brand so disney i'm doing a mickey mouse game soon actually um, oh, cool. which Alice is looking forward to because she loves Mickey Mouse at the moment and just like little sort of apps and little web games uh, HTML5 games for that sort of thing for these brands so um, that's what I do and it's a good fun job I work from home all the time now which is great um, and yeah it's um, that's what I do really yeah it's good Mm, yeah, I, there's not much I'd rather do, really, to be honest. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to make my own proper game and, and work for like a, a doing a cool game, you know, sometime. That's sort of my ambition. But failing that, you know, it's it's not bad uh, way of way of doing things. It's quite low stress, generally speaking. Doesn't have a lot of overtime and things like that required. So it's um, yeah, it's good. I, I enjoy it. That must be an odd feeling. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm quite like I am lucky because it's there's a the lot. The whole of... there's not much I'd rather do for a job. I mean that that that's not a, that's such an alien concept. <laughs> I I am very lucky to to, to do that. Um, I just sort of fell into it really. I don't know because I did this that sort of thing at uni, and then I just kind of got lucky with like a, a placement doing that sort of thing. And I've uh, changed jobs doing the same sort of thing, and it's just it's just sort of the niche I fell into really because yeah. it's not like something that a lot of people do. Uh, really um, so yeah hopefully I can do it for as long as I can yeah cool oh, that's a really nice email from it now that's yeah good. it's lovely yeah yeah um, I think that kind of answers 
answers his questions really but if there's anything anyone else wants to know write in and tell us yeah he uh i did offer him uh, a game from my my humble bundle library that i didn't want but he um he said he didn't i, I didn't need to send in one so uh i haven't done but if anyone else is interested in, in a discarded game for all that i game that i already have from my library from my humble bundle did he mean it though well, because you know, it's like, oh, so. oh, you <laughs> might have been. <laughs> Come on, let, let me give you money back for the cinema ticket. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to. You <laughs> don't have to. Oh, you know, it's just politeness. But really, they mean, yeah, all right, yeah, look, come on, cough up. Um, but anyway, so I, I feel a bit awkward now. Christ. Um, if anyone. T- <laughs> okay, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to assume that he doesn't actually want a discarded old Steam game. But if anyone else does, um, <laughs> you can email. <laughs> Or if you just want to get in touch, please email us. Um, ideally, tell us um, what you listen to us on and how long you've been listening, because that's the kind of thing I like to know about, because I'm a bit nosy. Um, anything else you want to talk about, anything you think about the show, um, any questions, anything like that. Um, and then I'll happily dig out. I haven't actually listed them. I haven't actually gone through my Humble Bundles yet and listed out all the games that I've got to offer. <laughs> but I will do that at some point, and I'll send you a list, and you can pick one. Any game you want, you can have it for the Steam code. How about that? Can't say fairer than that. So yeah, that's an incentive. So yeah, that's that's always open. Do that anytime you want. So that our email is uh, podemup at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at podemup. Um, and podemup.live is our website. Okay. Okay. That wraps it up, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And remember, if Ollie says, do you want a Steam key, you say yes. <laughs> you say yes. Because, you know, the you say... No, don't worry about it. He's like, oh, okay, fine. You said don't worry about it. You said don't worry about it. So I'm not sending it. You said you didn't want one. <laughs> yes. So... If you actually want one, you've got, you've got to be clear with me. You, <laughs> yeah. need to, you need to say, yes, please, I'll have the Steam key. Unambiguous is the key. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, um, you know, because I'm not good at reading people, clearly. No. Um, we should set no. up a PO box as well, so people can send their pogs to me. Thinking about yeah, it. let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I've got some Sonic pogs somewhere, <gasps> um, but you're not having those. I like oh. I don't know where they are, but I want to. I want to keep. <laughs> you don't even know where they are. See. No, I, I don't can, know where they are. They could live They're... here in a nice little folder with all their friends. You know, nice little little pockets that they go in. Got them all <laughs> organised. But no, they're in your loft somewhere. No, they're right in my mum's. Away, probably eaten by a rat. Probably, yeah. They're at my mum's house somewhere. If I find them, I might consider sending them, sending oh, them to you. See? I might. See? If I'm feeling in a good mood, you might be able to have them. You're a good egg. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right. Ends on a slightly awkward note there. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I'll send them to you. Don't worry about it. I'll send them. If I find them, if I ever do find them, I'll send them to you. Don't I'm being worry. unambiguous here. I want them. <laughs> yeah. Just oh, you do. <laughs> It's on the record. I want them. <laughs> it's on the record now. All right. Yeah, you can have them. Sure. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I wouldn't do anything with them anyway. They'd just stay in their little tube, and I wouldn't look at them <laughs> like I do with all my stuff. They just stays on a shelf somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so Podomot. yeah, that's Podomot.live is our little website. Yeah, go back and listen to any show that you want. They're all there. They're all on any client of your choice. I think we're still on Google Podcasts. I don't know. Um, yeah, the other Podmups still haven't posted a, a, a new episode in a long time, so I think we're um, we're the undisputed champs there. So yeah. no, no more worries there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's so the next uh, next episode is episode fifty. We're going to be doing two games, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah two yeah. games. Two games. So we're going to be doing Overblood Two, and we're going to be doing Jet Set Radio Future. It's going to be a slobber knocker. It's going to be a slobber knocker of an episode. Yeah. 
check it out. All right, so we'll see you then then. All right, bye. Bye.